Father's deliverance imminent, and my enemies cowed at the awesome might of my greatest servant. It seems my victory has never been closer at hand. Surely they must know how feeble they are in the light of my power. How can one sustain hope in the face of such despair? Cry to your gods. Perhaps they will hear me squeeze the life from each of you in turn. It's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor, and this is the very special 50th episode. Ooh. 50? Not as special as the 52nd episode. I'm pretty sure my contract says 50, guys, so I'm fucking out of here. Oh, no. Oh, oh the no. show's about to get a lot better, guys. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Come back. Episode 50, you're going on strike? 50, oh, that's shit. Who's are going we, with are me? we unionizing? We are. <laughs> Fuck you, Trevor. <laughs> Whatever, man. Local players, union one. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to imagine that this is like the stock market where it's just kind of correcting itself. Well, after the last right. episode, I wouldn't be surprised if you formed a union. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there could have been a more narrative, uh, a bigger neon sign that said, don't fuck with me beyond the dude that had just like ripped through a crowd of guards, most of the town, stolen one item and then left. And we're like, you know what? I bet we could take yeah, it. Yeah, but you're forgetting about the part where said, but dude, you could probably still catch him if you ran. I know. I know. And that, that was just Trevor being like, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead in there and try to, f- you know, you want to chase it. I know no, you go do. Ahead. Yeah, I won't worry, kill you're not you. Die. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah, I'm not going to kill you. You have to live in this perpetual fucking existence no matter what. <laughs> oh, man. Like you died, flame. So shot you with a cocaine dart. You're back That up. went off the rails real quick, didn't it? <laughs> because it totally was a railroad. I just wanted to introduce that thing. I didn't have anything else planned for the evening. You already introduced just... the Swamp Giants. Not necessary. <laughs> yeah, there's the River Drake. There's the Swamp Giants. There's that thing. Whatever the hell you, like that thing is. We're quickly growing like a laundry list of things that we're just like, okay, well, I'll ignore we'll that. To we'll it. come back yeah. to it. Also, yeah. like, have we have we killed the bacon monster thing in the, the basement? No, that's still down no, there. No, that's still <laughs> fucking down there. Not to mention the faceless stalker, the fucking werewolves. There's absolutely nothing that can be done about it because if we go anywhere but the fucking gauntlet, everybody in Otari dies. Yeah, we went to go check on the cobalts. <laughs> we came back and the oh, fucking no. resident... Uh, half devil person has lost half of their arm oh yep we were there for six hours we went there we talked to hattie we went into the hole we left we came back to otari and what do you know the whole place is on fire but on the plus side we went there we went there and boss scrog died so i I think that's silver linings really god yeah what's the new boss mitflit i forgot his name oh or something something. excuse me (laughs) like the thing you do in your underwear when you're 11 spronk (laughs) <laughs> 11 yeah right yeah i, I don't Jokes do that you now. guys i was wearing underwear when i was 11 your kilt worst night sleeping with grandma that ever happened oh, oh god. god it's okay she was she wasn't my grandma <laughs> <laughs> oh shit is that chinese place under the overpass the red place still there yeah, that place yeah. fucks. 
what are you talking? Like, which one? Okay, Frandor, do you know where uh, Baking Cakes is or whatever it is? Oh! Yeah, oh, right that place. Oh yeah that Chinese God. place. That's, I it's know that legit. place. It's like stuff. right before the edge of uh, East Lansing? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, yep. I don't remember the name of it, but I feel like I know the location you're talking I I like going to Dagwoods, which is just right down the street from there. Yeah, that place I, is fantastic, too. I went Fried there Pickles, and, uh, especially. Oh, I fucking love Dag. It's a shame I can never go there again now. Mm. Wait, why, why can you why, never go there? Why? What happened? Oh, yeah, be, I got to hear this. Because I'll be moving soon. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> he right. did something very unspeakable with one of the fried pickles. <laughs> I got kicked out of Dagwoods. I did something unspeakable. No, I didn't get kicked out of Dagwoods, but um, yeah. I've, it, it's just been, it's, I'm in a, uh, to say the least, a very transitional point in my life. <laughs> And uh, I will no longer be in the city of Lansing. Sorry to all the listeners, but uh, I think if you also live in Lansing, you know that uh, as much pride as you try to take in the city, uh, it also kind of sucks and is awful. So um, I'll be able to make it back for Gen Con. How are you going to move to someplace a lot more fun like Perry? Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that might even be a step back and a step forward at the same time. I heard their the McDonald's has a septic tank. Do they have a KFC <laughs> now? Which I didn't realize Ooh. when I oh, made did that. Did they take over the, the McDonald's t- or did they just build on top? They're it's literally <laughs> right next door to Taco Bell, so I guess yep. they're competing now. It's like the city of London; they it's, just keep building on top oh, of the man, ruins. It's it's like, like, I was hoping from, for a Wendy's, but I guess a KFC is good too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm, I'm at, at the, the Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. I'm, I'm at, at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Wait, Todd, what about the Asian place? Oh. Uh, the last time I went there, um, I took a friend with me who's also a bit of a foodie. And um, yeah, which means we're just fat and we like food. Uh, and he got, or I got a big bowl of uh, cow stomach and it was amazing. And he got a very spicy bowl of pig assholes. And um, they were both delicious. I, I would get How both How do they get again. so many cops in the same room? How many pig assholes fit in one bowl? Um, I mean, at that point, are they kind of beyond recognition? <laughs> are these <laughs> chopped? Are these sauteed? Like they, How they, are these being prepared? I'm not looking at a tied balloon here. They, like, I'm looking, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like, is it, is it still like a like, ring? Like, is it? No, it's it's uh, it's like the internet a series of tubes. <laughs> Has it, Raymond, how would you even eat a pig asshole as you had to eat it in a circle? Well, I, uh, I eat intestines. I eat intestines when I go to Korean barbecue. So it's, it's like a, you know, it's like a caterpillar eats a leaf. You know, you're saying that it, like like it's weird, but Trevor and I both grew up in Louisiana, where a boudin is a delicacy. Hmm. It's supposed to be awesome. I've never tried it. I thought it was fucking good. I don't mm. care what any of the listeners yeah, ever I think. You can go look up boudin. It's fucking phenomenal i will fight it to the day i die i'm not a huge fan of the casing because i can't oh, I the get casing. my brain i know you eat the casing tony c fuchek makes boudin balls they're fucking phenomenal everybody makes boudin balls man i know but tony c fuchek is where i prefer to go whenever i'm back down there which is for nothing there's nobody there for me anymore so um but if for some just reason tony. Just Tony. Just, to- just Tony Seafood Shack. Uh, for some reason, it just became 95 degrees in my room, and it's like kind of like a swamp in here, and I'm hearing is it a because banjo. This is because we're talking about boudin balls. It's getting your little chickeny heart yeah, racing. Sorry, you wouldn't... Hold on. You wouldn't be hearing a banjo. It would be a fiddle. Let's be real. It's Zydeco. Come on. Yeah. Which yeah. I prefer. It's Louisiana <laughs> Saturday night. You get down the fiddle, you get down the bow. Yep. You kick off your shoes and you throw them on the floor. No, Saturday night, the moon is out. Head on over to Twist and Shout. 
Right. Sorry. I added an R that's not there. God damn it. I've been in, I've, I'm a fucking yuppie. I've, I've lived in Michigan for too long. I lost it. Oh. officially more than half of my life up here now. So I don't think I can claim the South as uh, my heritage anymore, which, oh, well. <laughs> so guys, I made a big step in my life yesterday. Oh yes, please tell well, us. First more. time I've had illicit substances. Jake sent me down a metric fuck ton of THC gummies. It was not a metric fuck ton. No, it wasn't. It that wasn't. should not be a thing because sending any illicit substances over mail is a federal crime. It was illegal quantities. Oh, there you go. Diplomatic immunity. It was actually well, definitely illegal quantities. I was just, yes. uh, I was just saying, uh, like while I was doing this, I was like, this may be illegal, but I can only imagine the amount of meth and cocaine and other drugs that I have unknowingly handled when I worked at FedEx. Didn't you say that somebody like, oh yeah, on Bell Three at some point while I worked at the Lansing Terminal, a a small box that did contain a baggie of cocaine because, and this is to show how much the loaders suck, burst open because they weren't you know, taking care of your packages. And uh, just as a side note, if you ever get shit destroyed, if it's delivered by FedEx, it was the loaders. I put every dollar I've ever fucking made on it. Uh, but moving forward, yes, uh, Belt 3 did have a, a box of cocaine uh, just like smash open. I can only guess a, a large amount's worth. Um, and I was told that that happened um, more often than, than uh, the but company you know likes what? to admit. For the next two days, they were on the spot. Trucks were ready. You know, something about it. Maybe it needs to happen more often. I would say that they were shittier than they normally were. Are you sure it wasn't anthrax? I be, we they were hoping it was anthrax <laughs> because then that means they wouldn't have to come to work again. Mm. All right, so, so Trevor, you had heroin. Yeah, that's it. Right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, no, I, I, I only I, had I only had five five milligrams. I uh, sent Trevor three hundred milligrams of one to one THC CBDs. They're not even that crazy. No, they're not crazy. Um, and honestly, honestly, it. All it really did is like make me not particularly care. That's the only thing I could think yeah. of. Like you um, were a better person. I was maybe, there. I probably was, right? You you like, also only had five milligrams and you are a a, a larger dude, individual. Dude. So yeah. Like normally I have 10 milligrams. Well, see, and, well, and, I've never and, done anything yeah. before, period. But you know, yeah, like right. Trevor, Trevor just deep throats it while as you have to peck at it for two or three hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> and additionally, let's never forget the first rule of drug use, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, all together now, if you know it, you can always take more. You can never yep. take less. Exactly. <laughs> Learn from my mistakes when I took five milligrams of mushrooms. It was too nope, fucking nope, many. Nope, nope, nope. It was too many i took like one and a half the first time and got like light euphoria and then the second time my ceiling turned into dishwater yeah it's like all right time to put on some bob ross and i'm just gonna keep feeding you some it was like i was literally water. laying on my couch and i was like wow all of the cartoons from the 60s and 70s that are like oh the loopy color change you wavy shit happens it's real all right Why can i feel my teeth real. i can count them and i'm not touching them I heard my voices tongue. that weren't mine telling me to go outside and i had to lock myself in my room why are and then while i was tripping my significant other left to go do something else wasn't that great uh, her ex i should say oof well, oh. I just got to trip in the in the upper floor wondering whether or not reality was real or not and just randomly crying for no reason. Not even like sadness or like a lacrimose feeling. Like my tear ducts were just like, and they just, ah! just kind of went. <laughs> and then yeah. just, they, they just I remember were. you calling me the next day and you're like, that was 
one of the worst experiences of my entire I, life. I, it was. It was an awful time. Like I just and it got dark, and then I just like went upstairs and like shook and trembled in yeah. my bed for like four hours waiting like, for it to wear off. It's psychedelic sundowners. It's bad. Oh my god! I I it was one of the worst drug experiences I've ever had. Not Yikes. a fan of mushrooms. That's a, that's a Acid, shame though. My shit. I love hey, acid. Hey, hey, hey. See, I, if given an opportunity to try either one and somebody says, try this or this, I will always now choose mushrooms over acid. And it's only because acid is not governed by the laws of physics. Like there is nothing natural about it. If you take too much acid, you detach from reality. If you take too many mushrooms, it's still there. You just have to kind of go along with whatever narrative your brain is weaving. The LD50 on acid is ridiculously high, though, so I'm not. I mean, it's not going to fucking kill you, but it's not a great time. It's a shame, Jake. It's a shame it didn't work out for you. The one time I've done shrooms, I just like walked around in the woods and looked at bark. You know, yeah. I just thought it's like, really hey, good if you're <laughs> yeah. in the right mindset. But give yeah. it the, reminded uh, you of your early childhood. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I would. If you're talking about Micah, no, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 just looking for. I'm just trying to get the adorable image of Micah hopping around the woods on his little bird feet from tree to tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, for for me, I uh, I like. I, I was just, I became very quiet and then like heard voices that didn't even have like my inner monologue. It was something else completely from the outside. I was like, you should go outside. It was Raymond's and, voice. And it, I didn't even, I didn't even know Raymond at the time. <laughs> you want to go throw exactly. up with him. Raymond was my <laughs> voice. so weird yeah. about it. Yeah, that was Raymond's voice. It's like, you should go outside and then you should run and then you should keep running. And I was like, don't I'm stop running. do that. And then I, I like went upstairs and that explained that I like wasn't having a good time and basically became nonverbal. And that, I guess, was a cue for my ex to be like, well, I'm going to go do something else now. <laughs> so, Well, that should have been your red flag right there, buddy. That was I, years ago. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. When you, when you, what's that Bojack quote? When you wear rose-colored glasses. Well, set before this becomes a very different podcast. Oh, sorry. No, no, I started it. Anyway, it just made me like not anxious about things at all. Like I tried to actively make myself anxious, be like, well, I wonder if it's just me not thinking about it. And I'd try to like hyper focus on things that make me anxious or paranoid. Didn't work. Didn't have any issues with it. So what else did you, you know, that's did you uh, overdo recently? Nothing. No. Okay. No, no, literally. Oh, no, I think we should go for a group, uh, group job. Oh, don't you? Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, I, <laughs> he I said don't nothing. Know. With I mentioned in the it in our discord. I mentioned it in our discord, but I broke my leg unexpectedly like two weeks oh. ago. Oh, and what Herculean feat <laughs> unexpectedly? <laughs> Has anybody ever broken their leg <laughs> expectedly? Shut up. Raymond. No. So unexpectedly <laughs> because I was injured and I went to the doctor like, it's just a sprain. If it doesn't start feeling better, go get an MRI. I went and talked to an ortho. He's like, Oh, you probably tore a meniscus. I'm like, okay, well, I'll go get the MRI. He's like, guess what? You broke it. And it's not like a tiny, like little stress fracture or something. I like sheared off the top of my tibia. It's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's completely broken through. It's non-displaced because I have really muscular legs uh, from carrying my fat ass around, which is how I broke my leg. Are you sure it wasn't from all of the years of doing, I don't know, almost state champion level deadlifts and squats? Uh, yeah, but maybe, maybe yes, but that didn't cause the break. What caused the break is four weeks ago. I'm like, I want to be less fat. And my legs are like, no, you don't. <laughs> when I tried <laughs> to run on them. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm laid up for the next six weeks with crutches and it's not a good time. Not a fan. All you did was run. Katie did nothing and broke Literally her leg. Literally all I did was run. Two of my siblings have just like fractured their legs doing God only knows what. <sighs> Katie fractured her femur. And they were like, were you in a car crash? And she was like, I literally don't know what happened. 
it just hurts a lot. And then you were like, I'm going to go do couch to 5k and two weeks in, it was just like snap right leg broken. Yep. 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 You know what? He who walked through glass houses need not cast stones, Jake. Uh, I walked through a glass door and I broke my hand doing it. But that's not, that's not, and I also had to get 40 stitches, but that's besides the point. (laughs) Micah, your people attacked my cat today. Good. (laughs) Did you get to serve it? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Brown shirts? What? (laughs) There was a race war in your front yard? (laughs) They had birds. My my cat. So, like, we've got a bird's nest really close to my, like, back door, which I leave open because I've got a storm door with a little pet flap in it, right? And my cat likes to lay there and kind of stare out the tiny slit, right? Like, scoping out for birds. But there's a, a fledgling, or at least one fledgling, in a nest nearby, right? Like, 10 feet away from that particular slit like six feet away from where I sit to do my work. And uh, it's a Robin. So Priya was going. Oh, like she had her chattering. Little, yeah, I do. was like, oh, son of a bitch. There it is. And then I hear just screeching as the like pet flap opens. And I look outside. Got to watch for them pet flaps. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get too long. It's just you got to shear them off. It's an aesthetic thing. So you open. <laughs> so I open the door, right? To be like, ah, right? Cass, yeah, stop it. And I see the fledgling fall to the ground. Like Priya had just released it from her, it, her mouth. Priya's my cat, by the way. And then. Oh, clears it up. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so then the cat tears ass back in, freaking ass out, right? And I shut the door very quickly. And I look outside, and there's like five robins there, like at the door ready to kick the shit out of my cat and i'm like you know she earned it and i'm not mad at you but don't fly through that flat please <laughs> i thought you were about to follow it up with so i threw it back outside mm-hmm. represent yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> hashtag bird gang so gentlemen no cat of mine <laughs> i got a real cool idea for starting up episode 50 oh <gasps> rocks Let's fall we uh, all die that's it you got it <laughs> oh cool no, i can bring it right back up we're gonna go back a few hundred years, something we haven't done in a while. And look way back in the past. Out on the frontiers outside of Absalom, Petrichor wafted up from the moist, loamy soil of Phrasmus Acre. Far removed from the gates of Absalom, this land was meant to bury the indigent, the profane. Suspicious farmers and cattlemen were sure that its untapped bounty was being hoarded by the Primarch. The truth was that crops grown from this patch of ground turned to ash in your mouth, and cattle grazing would go mad as the sum total of sorrow collected below the surface poisoned everything it touched. The smell of moist earth gave way to a rush of ozone as energy crackled in the air. Cracks formed in the firmament above, and brimstone poured forth from a sudden gaping maw in the sky. The maw disappeared as quickly as it arrived, leaving scorches of strange runes burned into the ground and four figures silhouetted against the setting sun, a long, twitching bundle at their feet. In unison, identical horned creatures raised their spears. No threats, mistress. Let us secure the area, the pair uttered amusedly. There will be no need. Azenray, I trust your teleportation was successful? A slender female figure, green cloak shimmering softly in the twilight, turned to look at a tall, beautiful elf, his pale purple skin and long flaxen hair blowing in the sea breeze. The elf didn't take his eyes off a small saucer levitating in front of him at waist level. 
Blood scrying is very precise, provided you know what you're doing. I'm never wrong. Remember your place, whelp. You serve at my pleasure. Your vanity is matched only by your intellect, which continues to save you from Lady Rushlight. The smirk on the drow's face turned downward. You'll find what you're looking for just ahead. He began cutting open the writhing bundle at his feet. I will prepare for the ritual. The woman beckoned her infernal attendants. You must inscribe the runes perfectly above the grave. Only after this ritual is successful will your contracts be fulfilled. Is that clear? They grunted and nodded, again in unison, and began scratching arcane symbols into the dirt with their spears, precisely working in concert with no spare movement, a practiced, artistic dance. This complete, they poured sparkling black powder into each of the etched runnels. Lady Harvex, the rune hex is completed. We await further instruction. Azenray shuffled forward, struggling with another figure fresh from the now-open bundle, an older woman with the bearing of nobility. She was bound and gagged. Her sharp, beautiful features resembled the younger woman's, even though her mask of years removed the opulence of a past life. She was prepared, my lady, although less willing than I would have hoped. The older woman frantically looked around the scene, terror in her eyes impotently struggling against her bonds and trying to scream around the gag. Hush now. We've got work to do here. The green-cloaked figure ran her fingers through the older woman's hair. This is unbecoming for a Harovex woman. We all must rise to what the empty death requires of us. Isn't that what you told me as we strode into that swamp all those years ago, mother? Father would have wanted this. You did love father, didn't you? The prisoner's panic transformed into resignation. Her body fell limp into the drow's arms, who began to struggle with her weight before toppling over, falling in a heap at the edge of the rune hex. The drow pulled himself away from the woman who was now sobbing with her face buried in the rough scrub grass. He clumsily returned to his feet and stepped away from the edge of the rune hex. The younger woman crouched down and grabbed her mother's hair pulling backwards to remove the soaked gag. Elcora, you don't have to do this. You don't need him. You have me to protect you. Why do you want to do this? The older woman gasped. Mother, you can't even protect yourself. You're a widow with no power in your blood and no birthright to your name. You're useless to me except as fuel. Do not fear, though. Soon you will know nothing. You will be nothing, and nothingness will become you. Belcora turned to the two devils. Restrain and prepare her. With methodical precision, the infernal attendants stepped forward. The grass where their hooves touched withering as they passed. They drew their spears and effortlessly sliced the prisoner's bonds. One stowed his spear and stretched her left hand forward to the edge of the rune hex as the second impaled it into the ground. A shriek of pain and anguish leapt forth, and blood began to flow into the black, shimmering powder, now awakening with a sickly blue light. The devils repeated the process with the left hand, scream subsiding back to a low sob, punctuated by occasional pleas for mercy. Each devil then took hold of a leg and raised her at an angle, head hovering above the edge of the rune hex. 
Belcora waved her hand with a flourish, and a flail appeared in the open palm with a puff of smoke. The dangling, striking head was as large as her torso, but she hefted it with a casual grace and reared back with a flail to strike, mashing down on the back of her mother's head with one brutal, efficient blow, shattering the brain case, a shower of blood and bone, soaking the black powder in the runex. It was done. The blood flowed like a river, filling the rune hex and suffusing the assembled party in sickly blue light. Belcora moved opposite her expiring mother and began to chant, her voice deepening as her eyes darkened. The devils began to chant as well with a perverse call and response. Belcora raised her arms to the sky, releasing the flail. As it fell to the ground, it suspended in midair for a moment and was drawn to the center of the rune hex by a mighty gale. Thrusting up from the ground to claim it, a skeletal hand clawed the rest of its torso to the surface. The glowing liquid substance in the rune hex coalesced towards the center, encasing the skeleton, forming a profane, moldering suit of armor. Tendrils of negative energy wreathed the bones, knitting together sinew, tendon, and flesh. As the convulsing body of the elder Harovex was drained of the last measure of life, away to a shriveled husk, now a simulcrum of the night raised in cruel mockery, chivalry, and honor, profane symbols of the empty death spread across the plate. The fell night stood on its own. The chanting ceased. The ground, cracked and scorched from the power of the ritual, crumbled under the full weight of this instrument of doom. It turned to meet the gaze of its progenitor and kneeled. My lady, what is your command? Rise, uncle. There's no need to stand on ceremony when there's so much work to do. How do you feel after such a long journey from Voidbracken? Hunger. How then shall we sate this hunger? Revenge. Yes, my dear Galthry. Revenge. And so shall the fool suffer. It's a lovely, cheerful way to begin episode 50, isn't it, guys? You are in the fog fen, having just had a brush with this grave knight that you as players know was raised by Belcora herself hundreds of years ago. Well, if I would have known that. Yeah, cool. Why don't you uh, hand me your pedigree on a sheet of paper? You still suck cocks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And you're there and you're still catching your breath from that combat. And Vandy is there helping each of you to your feet uh, that had fallen, trying to tend wounds. What exactly did you hope to accomplish? I said you may be able to catch him. Don't engage him. Gods, I thought you were smarter than that. Oh, fuck off. You might still be able to catch him. Does that mean we were just supposed to look? Oh, cool. Yeah, I can just observe him from a distance with these binoculars. I don't know. And fuck off. Hold on. Let me check my inventory. Oh, yep. Yep. There it is. There's a net. We could have oh, used it. Fantastic. <laughs> oh. Could have caught him like a fucking Pokemon. Kashuk, Kashuk, Tovin, <laughs> this is not productive. You do have a telescope, guys. Come on. 
Oh, uh, right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Billiam's got a telescope. Yeah, Billiam could have bludgeoned him to death with that. <laughs> Mr. Bandradesh, what, what did you know of this being before it came this way? Nothing. I wasn't there when, the, when it broke out when I came to the crow's casks. I simply attempted to aid in, the, uh, aid in, in putting out the fire and assisting with uh, Corvus's injury. Well, I knew that something had come. And it was dangerous and deadly, but I did also know that you were dangerous as well. Evidently not dangerous enough. That's cool. Next time I meet a piranha, I'll put it up against Godzilla. Well, as I said, I had no way of knowing exactly what it was. Corvus isn't a fighter, and we all know that the city guard isn't exactly the most well-trained troop of individuals, though spirited they may be. I did not know that this foe would be so far beyond you. Is Godzilla like a kobold god? It was also far beyond me. It's like up there with Apsu. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's very similar to a, a kobold deity. Uh, it's an ancient creature of my people. It's, it's referred to as a kaiju. As a, a very large, uh, usually subterranean slash subaquatic species of animal that would occasionally rise from the ocean or the ground. You laugh, but if we... I was about to say, if we did what? do Fist of the Ruby Phoenix, they're a kaiju in that adventure. Oh my- God, I fucking hate this cross-referencing bullshit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they got chupacabras, they got Godzillas, they got kaijus. All right. Oh man, with uh, with the uh, Dark Archives coming out, there's a bunch no of paladins cryptids coming. Though. No, he is a paladin. He's a champion, but he's a paladin cause champion. So he's, they got paladins. It's not a class. It's a sub. Uh, well, if they fucking co-opted Mothman, I'm going to sue for cultural Moth- appropriation. Mothman is in the books. This is bullshit. Yep. I'm mad. Mothman is in. <laughs> yep. If I can't play as Mothman in my D&D slash Pathfinder games, I don't even want to play. No, Mothman is a romantic interest. You cannot be Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just trying to warn you about the bridge. Yeah, it might be. I don't care what he says, though. <laughs> so at this time, Tobin's going to be staring up at the moon because it's night, right? Oh, uh, yeah, it is night. So he's going to be looking up at the, the moon and, and uh, just quietly contemplating uh the 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 event that just happened and he's going to say well tonight belcora got the one thing that i wanted and then he's going to look at solace and there's going to be a tear that goes down his eye he's going to say a family reunion <laughs> <laughs> and solace solace is too far away to hear him so he's just is wondering why tovin is looking at him and crying <laughs> it's more obvious so- Sorry, through what? the trees. <laughs> Sorry, that thing screamed in my face earlier, and I'm having a really hard time hearing out of my left ear. What was that? Tovin, I'm sorry. Was it something that I said? I, I apologize. Tovin just walks towards him like a mummy looking for a hug. <laughs> okay, and it's like it's like Voldemort hugging Draco Malfoy. <laughs> uh, so they, they reach in for each other, and it's it's very uncomfortable. This triggers a fight or flight response in Solus after the bog mummy experience. We're, we're two different, very kinds of pale, but when together we make one beautiful kind of pale. Like when a pure Aryan meets an Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to meet Micah eventually. <laughs> Yikes. Gotta not get any sun before that. Let's <laughs> try to get you back home, gentlemen. That was a valiant effort, though. I believe you may need to grow in power before attempting something so brave again. And uh, she's going to judiciously pass out some healing bursts. Well, I'm going to hand wave him that you guys are going to go ahead and get full health by the end of this. 
God, hand wavium is my favorite element. Yeah, what, Thanks, what, Raymond, what were you down to? Six HP of seventy-two. Oh. Jesus, she bursted <laughs> right when we started, so I got I'm a little bit back. But burst. she bursted all over me. Busted. Fit a bust. Busting, 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 busting. <laughs> Lord. She leads you back. Um, she like casts dancing lights, and back. You know, they're just yeah, back, back to town. I thought we were going to the gauntlet yeah, at night. Yeah, we're gonna follow this thing. That's what we. That's, we could catch exactly. it exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, go. it went north. <laughs> Let's go to the gauntlet. I'm about to fuck up me some uh, some asshole Drake. Okay, so you're gonna go without resting and getting your spells back for the day. I gave them all back to you. He's just being yeah, a dipshit. Him to us. So no. <laughs> No, Damn. we're going back to Otari. Yes, I did whatever. All right. Uh, I guess Solus doesn't have a place to live anymore. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> just Solus, you should come to the Warrens. You can stay with me, but I can't promise you're not going to hear a thing or two. <laughs> a, thing, a thing or two of what? You know, <laughs> kids in the. If only I knew. Oh, man. Wait, is that what it takes? A thing or two? If that shed's a rockin', don't come a knockin'. You can hear it if you walk past. Cash, I can hear it every night. He lives right below, right? Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah, nobody goes into the second grade hall Wednesdays and Sundays. I I, appreci- I appreciate it very much, but, uh, Joseph, would would there happen to be an, an, an extra room? I'm sorry, we don't serve your kind. I, oh, I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Oh, there are three rooms. There, two are occupied. One by Asmardrin, one by Yosef, and I guess one by you pretty soon. I'm, I'm sure the, the mayor would comp your stay there like he's been comping your stay at the uh, Crow's Cask, you filthy freeloader. Yes, you, yes you, have, you have a place to stay. I did lose money of my things, but that's, that's okay. I, I could have been sleeping in a bed this whole time. <laughs> Cash Act just like, what the fuck? There's beds? I didn't even think about that. They look so soft. I sleep in a cubby. <laughs> I sleep in a cubby. A stone cubby. A stone cubby. <laughs> and I've got more textiles than everybody else that I know. He has a heat lamp. It's okay. It's like a drogger. Yeah, every mean, night uh, when all of the kobolds go to bed, the, uh, the society hands out uh, hot rocks for everybody to go to sleep with. Nice. So you guys make, it way, make your way back. I imagine you're going to go to the Rowdy Rockfish. And Brelda is there. And uh, she sees you guys kind of beat up in the worth well. Oh, we usually don't see the entire group of you in the evening. It's usually a morning occasion, isn't it? Yes, well, uh, I'm, as I'm sure you're aware, um, Solus is here. His, his um, temporary residence, uh, along with, uh, uh, you know, a bar burned down earlier today. Uh, Crow's cask as a... Um, oh, I'm sure they'll get it right as rain is soon. I, I see it didn't actually damage the structure. Just, just a master Corvus's room. I hope he's okay. Speaking of, could uh, could I order a, a small, maybe pony keg of your finest morning beer? Uh, <laughs> because Corvus has suffered a loss, and it feels like that would be the appropriate drink for him at this time. Oh, I mean, I'm not sure what a pony keg is, but I can give you this very large travel flagon. No, I, I'll wait for the pony keg. Thanks. Oh, well, we're going to be waiting <laughs> a few hundred years. <laughs> Why don't you even get the party at this time of night? <laughs> you you really want to ask me that? Reminds me of the genuine song playing in Billiam's house. <laughs> mm, genuine. That's where you get it. <laughs> Pony. 
Well, regardless, uh, uh, Solus will be staying in, here at least for the night, maybe for the foreseeable future, depending on how bad the damage was to Cross Cask. It's been a very long day. Um, most of us have just gotten the absolute shit kicked out of us by a thing in armor. It seemed to not care at all about any of the attacks we did, so uh, we ran away uh, to try again later. Well, as long as you're safe now, that's the important part. Mr. Knight, I, I can't ever remember your name, is it? Uh, uh, that is Solace? Solace Pornatentus. So, Solace, yes. That's okay. Are you in need of a room? I would be, yes. Yes. And also for the morrow, is there a library in town? I've, I've lost my... I don't care much for, for most of my possessions, but I would like to get my books back if I could at all. Well, of course, there's the Dawnflower Library. It's the largest building in yes. town. Uh, yes, I've, I'm an idiot. God damn it, I'm an idiot. Fuck no. <laughs> I, yes, thank you. I, I appreciate it. The, uh, on the morrow, I will be visiting the library to replace some of my dearer possessions. I would recommend, after it calms down a bit, you head back to the Crow's Cask. I don't believe the fire got that far. You may be able to save some of your possessions. I hope so. Thank you. Well, I'm going to be closing up pretty soon. Is there any other orders you'd like? I think I'm going to be turning in for the night. I'm very, very tired. Me too. I need to sleep. Yeah. Well, my friends, sleep well. And I hope the morning brings you uh, happier tidings than this evening. And she goes in the kitchen and you can hear her kind of just washing up, cleaning up stuff. Bill's going to go home and go straight to bed. He's not even going to try to have sex with Yvette. He's so tired. Probably doesn't know what it is. <laughs> He's not going to try. It's going to happen. He's not even going to try. Bill! Bill, why are you holding out on me? <laughs> I'm just tired. Is, he is this something Peggy? I did? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> is she Mr. Bill? Bill, all day. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kashak, would you, uh, would you like to go Dutch on a room? There's no more rooms I mean, there. Would you like to make a room with me? <laughs> wait, wait. Is there room in the Warrens? Yeah, absolutely. We've got a couple of cubbies open. They're a little bit oh. small. You're probably going to have to go in like a fetal position. But uh, that, that's, how, that's how I sleep anyways. It shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you would, just, just raise your, uh, your left arm. <laughs> and then put your right one down. No, higher with the left one. Higher? I can't. I'm in a basement. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right. well, it looks like you've got the, the sufficient, uh, you know, shoulder-stretching <laughs> bandwidth to do that. So, um, yeah, let's go to the Warrens. I just want to make sure I can get you out if I have to. <laughs> well, there's, if you, if you uh, need to, there's some butter in my pack sack. <laughs> That's fantastic. I've got flour. We can make a roux. <laughs> Is that what you call your scrotum? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kashak is going to go through the ruins of the thirsty alpaca and, you know, lower himself down and uh, wait for Tovin. And I do that. <laughs> Riveting performance, gentlemen. I, fo Thank I follow you. him into the, the Warrens and uh, because it's so dark, he's going to feel, oh, sorry, and cold. He's going to feel right at home. Great. Well, it gets warmer the closer you get to like the sleeping area. And mm. uh, he's going to constantly peeing on the ground. Uh, it's actually geothermal heat. That's not fair for you to say that. <laughs> I'm offended. It's my world, not yours. It's pee. Yeah, okay. So we got uh, biothermal and geothermal. Fuck you, I'm God. They're peeing. Okay. Oh, someone's always peeing. Your shift is next week, by the way. For the night pee. 
Hit him. <laughs> Hit him. <laughs> oh, oh, for, I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about, though. Like, I don't know what the fuck Night P would be. <laughs> like, I would and roll Joe, it, but I'm like, is it... Joe, are you telling me you can't like a, yes and this? You yes anded like, like water coming down the walls in the couple of sessions ago. What the hell was that? What is P duty, Micah? <laughs> I don't know. You're really good at improv. What's P duty? <laughs> What's P2? I think it's pretty straightforward. Thank you, Raymond. I appreciate no, I that. Think, I'm pretty sure Joe already saw this. It's ass piss, Joe. Uh, <laughs> P duty is ass piss. <laughs> that's uh that's actually um Apsu's sister, Aspis. <laughs> There's the episode title. And also, Todd, it's P doo not P duty. That's why it's called that. I know what I said. <laughs> oh man, such a highbrow level of humor mm-hmm. tonight, guys. I know. I think we may achieve the impossible and turn Christian off of 2E. <laughs> no nonsense. Yeah, maybe yeah, he's thinking like maybe roll for intent wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> it's like Why? I could be I could be with He calls up stemming the tide. <laughs> Is that offer still on the table? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's nighttime. Everybody goes to sleep. Yep, we all crash. Cool. So the morning comes. Gross. Nothing out of the ordinary. Other than the, uh, s- the sticky white substance everywhere. Who's morning? Typical of the morning comes. <laughs> it's, it's a mess for everyone when the morning comes. Bro that has to clean the sheets every day. This feels like Delta Green suddenly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We've been playing too much Delta Green and just like... I know. Is that a thing? taking the shit out of each other the entire time. And now I'm just stuck in that mindset. Okay. Serious <laughs> mode again. Sorry. This is the flagship show guys. <clears throat> what do you mean? We can't talk about cum blankets. Yeah. Let's be super duper serious in our flagship show. Right. <laughs> I'm a lizard. <laughs> You're doing it again. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's morning in Otari where the uh, women are strong. The men are good looking and the children are above average. Hmm. And then Wisconsin, Lake Wobegon. So I imagine Solus wakes up to the smell of uh, bacon wafting in from the uh, Rowdy Rockfish's kitchen. I'm glad you remember the name of it this time. Yeah, I'm getting better. Oh, Finally, yes. 50 episodes in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Umbrella's already down there sizzling up some bacon, frying some eggs. Yeah. Give me the full fry up. She's got some beans on the, on the stove. Yeah, some blood pudding. Good English breakfast. Yeah, that black pudding, black pudding, some uh, some beans on the stove, hash, some toast, tomatoes, tomatoes and mushrooms. Do you know how awful it's going to be and anywhere near us as we're traveling after this fart filled <laughs> meal that we're about to consume? <laughs> Sausage makes a lovely dam between the eggs and the, the beans. <sighs> so good. She did them low and slow. So they're not runny. This is Lord of the Rings breakfast. This is what the hobbits would eat. Exactly yeah. what the hobbits would eat. This is foodie fan fiction for Pathfinder. I'm so fucking hungry right now. But it's all rolled up in store-bought uh, puff pastry. Because <laughs> <laughs> only a fool of a took mix is out of the pot. to say the look oh of disgust. <laughs> store-bought puff pastry. Yeah, because I've got 30 hours to spend freezing shit and uh, rolling it out again. If it takes you 30 hours to make puff pastry, you're a failure. Well, that's not the only thing that takes me 30 hours. <laughs> to get up out of the bed in the morning or to take a shit? Which one? Uh, yes and yes. 
I move in slow motion. You should do them both at the same time. Save time. Oh, that's smart. I'll try that next time. <laughs> All right. Get out of bed while I shoot. <laughs> Rubber sheets are your friend. Gosh, there's so much that's going to get cut. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> so yeah, regular morning. Other than, you know, you got to deal with the aftermath of this thing coming through and killing a bunch of guards and slicing off Corvus's hand, arm thing. You know... You know, we don't need to deal with that. The Grave Knight was out of the ordinary and spectacular in its own right. It still wasn't, uh, I don't know, a death laser coming from the gauntlet. Mm. Yeah, very true. And I'll be honest, this this sounds like a big old bola, not our fault. Yeah, we don't need to deal with this. We can just (laughs) go do our own shit. I mean, I don't think you could deal with it if you wanted to at this point. I mean, to be fair, we tried. Uh, to deal with it and uh, uh, you know it didn't end well the mayor can send anybody he wants to deal with it except for Dilly Danvers he's not allowed to be sent the minute that Dilly Danvers dies in some kind of horrific accident or Trevor writes it in because he's a sadistic piece of shit is the is the day we all walk out yeah absolutely taking notes whenever I'm sick of this I'll kill off Dilly Danvers <laughs> yeah it's the easiest way to get off of here you can't kill Dilly Danvers Dilly Danvers is actually Aridin. Exactly. <laughs> he never died. I can't do it. Yeah, well, you can try. <laughs> Dilly Danvers confirmed as the Black Prince. So, what do we do, guys? So, Kashak is going to crawl out of his cubby and he's going to stretch because honestly, this place has pretty high ceilings and he's going to go over to where Tovin is, right? In a neighboring <laughs> cubby in a uh, fetal position. No, uh, uh, Tovin is, is sleeping like a contortionist, like. Uh, Doug Jones? How's it Doug Jones? Yeah, that guy's fantastic. He yeah. is. He's great. So, so that's part I, of Star yeah. Trek Discovery is Doug Jones. Hmm. So anyway, I, I'm <laughs> sitting there like a spindly Doug Jones and uh, like a contortionist sleeping there with one of my elbows next to my right eye. And it's not the elbow that should be close to my right eye. One of my knees is close to my right shoulder, but it's behind it. And you hear some snap crackles and pops as he falls out of the cubby. And he's like, oh, looks so cozy for a larger fellow. That was the best night of sleep I've ever had. It's you feel safe, don't you? Like I did. Surrounded I did. on five sides by stone. Yeah. There were there were no crickets or, or, or other fauna to keep me up all night. I mean, it's a shame I couldn't see the caravan or the, the night sky, but, uh, you know, it doesn't really seem to be an issue here anyway, because I can't really make anything out with that damnable glow from the gauntlet. <laughs> I feel like this would be the moment when Trevor like, just pipes up. He's like, and since you slept underground and couldn't see the stars, you lost your cleric powers for the day. Yeah. No, I, I know my powers. That reminds me. <laughs> Tone, oh, no. since you slept underground and oh, couldn't no. see the stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Tovin is going to get up and and just like pop every joint in his body that should and or shouldn't. <laughs> but he feels absolutely refreshed. You get like one of those 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 like deep hip pops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, my my mom does that with her sternum. It's gross. <gasps> oh, I've seen people like one of those in my knee so loud last night. I thought that I like moved the bone. It was so loud. Probably just broke the other one. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Kashak, when you know, give me another night or so, but I may have to, I may have to come back here again. Well, you're always welcome, but I mean, and you said you could hear Billiam from here, uh, not from here, no, God oh, no. Okay. It's this is where my family sleeps. Uh, oh. If you go to uh, the second large room, the second great room, I can show you where it is, but you can hear the sounds of Genuine's pony and just a rhythmic thumping 
pumping through the ceiling and it never stops. It's like seven hours at a time. Nothing is rhythmic about it. You know what? I could sleep there uh, tonight. Billiam has no rhythm. I like that canonically. <laughs> but also, Kashak, you, you have a family? Wait, wait. Peter Pan's got kids? Well, yeah. <laughs> this entire place is my family. It's my, oh, no, no. It's, it's okay. Okay. I am fucking hungry, though. And I, you know, th- there are a lot of great things about kobold culture, including our food. I do not want to eat porridge this morning because that's what it is for breakfast. That's let's fine go. by me. Yeah, let's go. You can tell me. I, and as we walk away, he'll ask us, so are you all from the same clutch or? <laughs> you know, it, it's, well, I'm kind of adopted, frankly. But these people have taken me in this one of their own. They're fantastic. Wait, are you even a kobold? I think so. Are you sure you're not one of those lizard folk? I'm awfully short. Yeah, but I mean, their height varies. You've got a breath thing, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're definitely a kobold then. But, uh, but I, <laughs> you know what? The scales, uh, they're a little gaudy for my taste, but I do believe that they are gorgeous. Why, thank you. I mean, it's, yeah, you're born with what you're born with, right? If you got it, flaunt it. I, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> As he has his pale skin and brown garb. <laughs> Dark hair. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't the lizard men or like lizard folk playable races in second edition have like a crocodilian like? The lizard folk, yes. Yeah. Crocodile? Crocodile. Not the same. <laughs> yeah, the kobolds uh, almost look like hellbenders. Like they're it's almost like amphibian. Yeah. Yep. Like the kobolds are rad. The design for the kobolds in, in Pathfinder 2 are amazing. I like it. I do Sorry. too. So we start making our way out. Fast as a shadow. <laughs> Head your way up to the uh, rowdy rockfish? Yes. It's where everybody's... Well, I'm Billiam. How about you? Yeah, Bill's actually going to be late. He's going to be the last one to the rowdy rockfish because... To keep up with Bill's canon, he's going to be working out in the morning. He's going to wake up. He's going to go on a nice run. And he's going to lift some hay bales and other random things and uh, do his workout because he's starting to feel uh, bulking up for his. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, don't forget your pre-workout meal of rocks. Wait, are you, are, you, are you implying this has been a little bit too easy for Billiam? Like he hasn't gotten his proper workout out? Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Bill keeps getting fucked up, so he's like, maybe I should actually try. <laughs> maybe I should maybe I should take care of myself. It's you know? like Rock Lee dropping the weights off of his legs. Maybe I should maybe I should get a workout more than just having sex, you know. It's the only workout I ever have. Well that and fighting for your life. So I should every probably day. do a little more. Well, I haven't been fighting. <laughs> yeah, like the last week is the only time I've been fighting. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm out of shape. This is a bullshit. So uh, Bill's going to work out in the morning and uh, not shower, obviously, and then show up at the Rowdy Rockfish just reeking and hungry. Just reeking and hungry. <laughs> nice. Every morning I run five kilometers. I do 100 push-ups. <laughs> 100 sit-ups. And 100 squats. He's about to lose all his hair every day. For three years. All right. We're at the Rockfish. Thank you. And then Yosef takes control of the situation with a mouthful of food and goes, Gold light? Gregmik. Yosef. What was the second word? Yeah, one more time. Thank you. Is it yay or nay? I heard it. Are we going to the gauntlet? Let's make this quick. Yeah. Yeah, let's go fuck up that fish. Yeah. Well, maybe not maybe not the Drake. Was is there anywhere else? Okay. First of all, I have a personal vendetta against the Drake. So should you. 
Because you lost your magical sword in the muck. I did, but I'm, I'm trying to be practical here. Maybe are we strong enough to destroy it? Mm-mm. I don't think so. No, not the Drake? I think so. I think there's other bad guys before the Drake to fight that we saw from a long time ago. I think that we're ready now. I mean, I feel so much more vigorous since uh, our trip to Hattie's. And uh, I mean, I felt like we were really displaying our power against that Grave Knight when we had that encounter. Um, I felt nothing but more powerful. I learned new spells. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of worried about running into him again. I'm kind of hoping he went farther down because I don't think we can handle him if he's just around. Mm-mm. Yeah, right. Well, I owe that son of a bitch a hot serving of death. Fucking fish trying to be a dragon. It's bullshit. <laughs> I just think if the Drake's in the water, then we're going to be fucked again. I agree. I agree. Hmm. What if we made a second attempt against the uh, fleshy undead blob thing that was in the uh, the northern annex? Oh, yes. The undead beef yeah, Wellington. The beef yes. jerky guy. Yeah. Yes, that, that, that one. Well, we can keep exploring past him if when we beat him, not if. Indeed. Yes, I agree. Yeah, sure. That's a good idea. I'll go in there and I'll stick my thigh out for it as a trap. You guys wait and be ready to pounce. Then when it bites on, I'll just chuck it with lightning. What could go wrong? <laughs> I'm no tactician. I'm more of the healer type, but uh, Billiam, I think, if anything, should be the one planning this. I can, yeah, I can just run in there. I have so much help, guys. <laughs> it's battle intelligence. No, we know the surroundings. We know that there's a giant table in the middle of the room. I think if we can spread around around the table... It can only attack one of us at a time. We got some ranged attacks, and then we got people that can get up and in there and flank well, it. Son of a bitch. There's something I want to do, but I don't have time. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, there, there is something I want to do as well. I, I actually, uh, Kashuk, if, if you want to do to perform that task, will I uh, do what I wanted to do? I'll see if I can. Yes. I mean only just to look at the... Uh, the crow's casks and see what of my belongings has survived the, uh, the flame. Okay. On the way out, can I have told the kobolds about the incutulous thing and the shit that happened? And also, sure. I, I want to swap out one of my spells and I don't have time. I think it takes a day. Christian, can you confirm or deny? Um, let's see. I believe I looked that up last time. It was only a few hours, but I will check again. I think it was like one hour per level of the spell. So it would only take two hours if it's a second level spell. Okay, so can I have completed my mission with the uh, kobold? That's to learn. Yeah, you want to learn the spell? Yes, I do. Yeah. All right. So yeah, two hours. You need two hours of your time. Yeah, you could do that while they're going to investigate what's going on over at the crow's casks. Okay, sure. So he's going to make his way to uh, the, not the Dawnflower, but the bookstore and start studying and pay whatever money is necessary to learn in large instead of heat metal. Okay. How many gold is that? Six? Was it six or was it like 60? Yeah. Six. No, it was six. You can buy the, the scroll easily from odd stories. It's a low level scroll. Oh, the buying the scrolls a little more, but not a ton. That was just the cost of learning it. If they have it available for him. Okay. So he doesn't have to buy the scroll. No, if they can just, he can just pay to, if the spell is there for someone to look at, he can just pay. Perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I've got a spell book now, so I don't have to forget heat metal. I can just not have it prepared now. 
Um, is that how that works? Right? Yeah, because I didn't think you were swapping out. You're just adding your extra spell with your feet. You're adding right, enlarge. exactly. You're adding enlarge into the spell book. You don't have to swap it out. You just have enlarge person. Oh now. God, yeah, that's what I want to do. She's oh, oh yeah. But you can keep adding things to that spell book, and then every day you choose which one of those is part of your repertoire. Oh yeah. But yeah, take you two hours. It's a roll. It's an arcana roll, right? And it's a DC for that level two spell. What is that? A DC 18? Yeah. Everybody, let's uh, cross uh, our fingers. Let's see. Level two. Third, yes. 18. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got it. Natural 20. Good job. <laughs> he learned another spell. So you learn the spell. Solus, you're going to head over to Crow's Casks and investigate? Yep. When you get there, you see Magaloy um, cleaning. Um, but he looks like he's in high spirits. Um, and you actually see Corvus, who has cleared out a large area in the dining area. And he's like drawn some really strange symbols on the floor. Okay. Okay. So just like walking in, it doesn't appear that like the, the entire structure has collapsed. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. There was a fire inside and they got it under okay. control. Okay. 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 Yep. <clears throat> there was a bucket brigade. They got there quick. They were able to put out the fire. Um, and while there's damage and significant amounts of damage, it's not a total loss. Okay. It's mainly contained to Corvus's room. You have some smoke issues in your room. It's adjacent to Corvus's, but you should be able to salvage pretty much everything that's in there as long as it was not like up near the ceiling. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Good morning, Magaloy. Good morning, Corvus. I, I'm relieved to see that not everything has been destroyed. Uh, do you, do you believe that the damages have, are extensive otherwise? Magalore looks like, well, could have been a lot worse than it was. That's for sure. Could have been a lot worse. I'm just glad that nobody got, well, I can't say nobody got hurt, but nobody got injured in the fire. And Corvus, I hope that you were not uh, affected in any untoward way. I hope that you were, had not lost your things. I want you to roll me a perception. All right. That is a 13 for a 21. You hear Corvus muttering to himself, and he's been drawing the sigil on the floor, and you see there's something strange laying in the middle of it. You can't quite make out what the thing in the middle of it is, but he steps back, and uh, he looks at a book that's on the table, and uh, looks like he's following something with his right hand, his good hand, the one that's, you know, still there. Is he going to full metal alchemist this shit? <laughs> following some reading, and uh, he starts chanting something. About 15, 20 seconds, and there's a flash of light from the book, and the, the flash of light comes off of the book almost like it walks, skitters off the book, jumps down on the ground into the circle and onto the thing that you couldn't quite make out. And he's completely not paying attention to anybody else. It's like he's tunnel vision in his own world in a trance just doing this. And Magaloy looks over like, he's been at that since, since he snapped out of a state last night. I got no idea what he did. I don't think he slept at all. And you see the thing on the ground in the center of the circle begin to move. Still can't make out what it is. Megaloy, was this before or after the fire? After uh, Vandy ran off to, to help you. Okay. Like a man possessed. Hmm. <clears throat> and can I take a look, closer look at this like little being that was created from sure. the... Uh... Walk uh, on over. Okay. Okay. Uh, what does it look like? It's his hand. Hmm. His severed hand <laughs> is laying on the ground and it's beginning to move on its own. Uh, it's, it's, like a, it's a floor master. 
Oh my god. And uh, just as you get close to him, it's like he finally realized there's somebody watching. He's like, oh yes. Uh, Solus. Do not be alarmed. Oh, I figured I've had this hand with me my whole life. I might as well keep it with me. <laughs> and the hand stands up looking like Please tell me it's like the thumb people from Spy Kids. <laughs> I've never seen Spy Kids. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> uh, it looks like Thing from Adam's family. That's what I... Hmm. And it just begins to run towards you and oh, Corvus. Oh, I don't like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's worse like, than Munch Munch. Exactly like that. On all on two fingers or like on no, all like five on the whole, them. all five oh. hand fingers, almost like a spider just Yep, floor master. Stump. Floor master. It's like Evil Dead. It runs up his leg and then gets on his shoulder. Oh my god, he has a new familiar. Uh, Hero point. It's a familiar. Gross. Oh, this is disgusting. This is from the Book of the Dead. It's a crawling hand familiar. <laughs> hmm. uh, That's so cool. Cor- Corvus, would you, would you mind explaining what did, what is, what is that? Well, I mean, how do you think you would feel if suddenly you only had one arm? You'd want to help it in any way possible. I had, I had not considered this, however. I brought it back. It's my own arm. May as well do with it what I will. What's he going to do with it? The stranger. They call it the stranger. Spreaks <laughs> 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 a whole new meaning to the phantom limb sensation. <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> I, I, is this, it, you feel a tingling at the back of your neck seeing this thing. Yeah. Is this technically undead? This or? is undead. Uh-oh. This is a Judge Dredd moment. Should have get off the pot, Micah. Corvus, I, I'm not, I'm not sure what, what, what to say about that. Are you, are you sure that this, this is a, a, a righteous course of action? It's my own flesh, boy. If anything... I've got justification to do it. It was taken from me and I took it back. It's not like I brought back a whole creature. It's not like I ripped something from the boneyard. My hand is only a constituent part of me. It was never truly alive to begin with. Yes, you may see it as an abomination or some perverse mockery of life, but Andy's my friend. Andy Banderdash? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't call him Lefty. (laughs) Now, judge me if you will, but remember, it's not to be used for evil. He's like my therapy monkey. (laughs) (laughs) He sings off the shelves for me. Yeah, he's my helper monkey. I could qualify for one, but I don't like the way they fling poo, so I figured I'd do this. I'm also taller than four foot ten. (laughs) Handy doesn't require any monkey kibble. You know, he won't die because he's already dead. So I figured, why get a monkey when I could just resurrect my hand? Well, all right. I, well, I, I I will not, I cannot judge you at this moment. I, I came here to assess the damages that were done to my books. I, I, that, that is all that I will do today. And with that, Solus wants to uh, walk up the stairs and uh, head to his room. We're going to put the pin in the undead phalanges there. Another side quest unlocked. <laughs> Are you head on up to your room and there's some smoke around the uh, ceiling, right? Like some smoke damage and whatnot. Um, is anything you have stored up near the ceiling within the first, you know, 
one or two feet away from the ceiling? Uh, probably not. No, no. Your books will be fine. Okay. All your stuff is fine. All right. Even your centerfold of Iomidae, completely intact. <laughs> to pin up. Yeah. <laughs> She's airbrushed on the side of a cart. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. <clears throat> so Solus is going to uh, grab his books and take special attention to a, one of them called First Principles of Righteousness by Rotterheim. Now this thing again, Jesus. Yeah. All right. And uh, just just make sure it's in good quality condition. I just can't stop imagining a pinup Iomide painting the side of like a war wagon with just like the inheritor and loopy words. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in perfect shape. All right, good, good. It may smell a little like a barbecue, but other than that, all right, it's good. Then Solus is going to take it with him, take his books with him, leave the rest of his stuff, but he wants to take this to uh, the the. Rowdy Rockfish. Okay. That's the other one, just to make sure it's safe. And uh, yeah, everything's fine with your things, luckily. Uh, okay. The Bucket Brigade did what they needed to do, and Magaloy comes out and is like, is everything all right up there? Uh, yes, it seems to be. All, all, all of my most precious possessions are, are in actually perfect order. I'm, I'm, I'm truly am indebted to the Fire Brigade of, of uh, Otari. That it really is quite remarkable. They are. They are a remarkable bunch, are they not? They are. And is uh, Corvus anywhere near us at the moment? Um, he's playing with his hand over there. He's playing with himself. All right. In the corner. <laughs> Diddling his digits. Megaloy. And uh, this is Solus whispering. Preening his palm. Megaloy, it has not escaped my attention that the, the fire seems to have concentrated itself around Corvus's uh, room. Has that, do you, would you know anything about that? Yeah, in the struggle, when the thing came for Corvus and knocked over a a candle in his room, nothing any more serious than that. The thing came out, I'm ashamed to say, I cowered a bit behind the bar. What am I supposed to do with something like that? No, 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 I I did not wish to imply... Corvus came down a few seconds later, after it left, stumbling, in shock, blood draining from his arm, mumbling something about a fire and emptiness. I smelled the smoke. And uh, one of the other patients here ran and got the fire brigade. Uh-huh. I don't think I don't think he did anything other than what any anyone else would have done when surprised in that that situation. I understand. I understand. Thank you. If uh, if all the stars line all right, Desna willing, your room will be ready again in a week and a half or so. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course, my friend. Of course. And uh, he bids you farewell and. Off you go. We already rolled for Kashak's spell writing. So anybody else got anything else to do before you guys head up to the gauntlet and deal with the uh, summer sausage? Nope. Bill is ready to fuck this shit up. I don't think I do. We can never come back. Every time we come back to Otari and then go anywhere but the gauntlet, people die. Yeah, some shit happens. Yeah, I hope that werewolf is just a hoax and those werewolf hunters are just raking it in. They're just making money being like, oh, we're, we're keeping them at bay, folks. They work in tandem with dragon hunters. We're doing it. Yeah. Like uh, that, the, like the snake episode of King of the Hill. One of them's a beast kin and just turns into like this wolf hybrid to scare people. And they come in and milk the town for money and move right? on. And then they all charge in. They're like, ah, and then they chase them into the woods. <laughs> all right. So I guess before we get to the gauntlet, I'm just going to go. Tovin kept asking me to pick up a stupid shield. I don't fucking understand why. 
I don't use these pieces of shit. I'm not a fucking pussy. <laughs> Sorry, Billy. What was that? I didn't quite You're not you. with me. You didn't hear that. Yeah, I'll just go pick up a shield and I'll just fucking put it on my back like the turtle hermit, like Master Roshi. Sick reference. Nice. And I'll add one shield to my equipment. Does it matter what kind of shield it is? Nope. Just can be a shield as long as I'm this, I don't see anything about size or anything about shield other than the fact that it's just a shield. Well, heck, pick up a buckler. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's technically would work. <laughs> Steel shield is what you want. That's the base shield. Two gold. Why does he have to pay if he's stealing the shield? I took three gold from party leader. I hope that's okay. Also, can I please have just just reported back to the cobalt people that about the incultulous? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Do you want to? Do you want to RP it out? I don't care. No, let's fucking get there. I'm fucking ready. Bill's got a boner. You <laughs> <laughs> left a note. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought we hand waved that that you told him. But yeah, you told him. You told him what's up. You told him that there was a cave-in. Not sure exactly what happened. There was a cutilus. And uh, they're going to investigate. Pressure bomb. They're going to investigate. Cool. But they did say, I think they said, that it was caved in. That's why they couldn't make their way out there anyway. Right. Yeah. And it was caved in on our side, too. Well, logically, when there's a wall, it's a wall on both sides. Maybe they could sp- uh, spare some as a team to go out there and clear it out since we took care of all the little nibbly pebbles that were there. The yeah. swarms of nibbly pebbles. Oh, that's right. I still have one of those in a jar. Which, by the way, is my stage name, Nibbly Pebbles. That's nice. <laughs> mm, nibbly Pebbles. Nibbly Peebles. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you do it. If you want to RP that, we totally can. I'm fine with that. I'm going to leave my jar with Dwayne at home. Hmm. Dwayne? Dwayne. <sighs> the Rock. Got it. Yeah. Took you a second. All right. So um, you got to head to the gauntlet. We go into the um, alchemist or not alchemist, the the other building. If I don't RP this, are you going to kill more kobolds? No, I'm not going to kill any more kobolds. If you don't RP this. Next to the next tied around the pressure bomb with a torch lit nearby so they can read the note. I'm keeping the pressure bomb. Oh, you want to buy a sundial? (laughs) (laughs) All right, gentlemen. GM. You make your way back to gauntlet. Head across the open area around the keep. Make your way across the bridge into the room that you first saw. Crap, what was that little brownie's name, guys? Twinkle. Tingle. Twinkle Top. Tangle Top. Tangle Top. Tangle Top. Tangle Man, that's been like 20-something, 30-something episodes ago. Jesus. Also, anytime Bill arrives at the gauntlet, he just pulls his weapon out from here on out. Because fuck this place. So you guys make your way downstairs, and I have you guys assembled outside the room where the beef jerky was before. This has been several days. You may be able to assume that it has healed up in this point. So steal yourselves, gentlemen. Mage armor. Is that the door to the north? South. South. Okay. Uh, Yeah, then uh, Solus is going to draw his sword, and he would like to be in the uh, the vanguard, at the front of the group. Wait, Solus. Yeah. I got a thing now. How would you feel about being... Bigger. Uh, there's, I'm, Take this little blue pill. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm already f- fairly tall. I don't know how much more room there would be to fit me in this. Let's say that I could make you mechanically large. I, again, I, I would be careful with that. I don't know how. <laughs> the ceilings are tall enough. Shut the fuck up. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, the ceilings are definitely tall enough. Makes it clumsy, but it gives okay. you reach. Reach. 
Well, actually, maybe then that would be better for uh, Billiam, because I can tank with my shield. I can do it twice. Okay. And I'm like three feet tall. I'm like, got my hands up. Or actually, like, I don't know if we're going to need it for this fight. Like, hold off. Maybe we, we won't need it at all. You guys have leveled up twice since you ran into this thing last. Yeah. So I'm still going to use sudden bolt and try to fucking fry this thing. Give it to me, cash. I'll fucking be huge. You got it, bro. And I'm going to be so outside of combat. That's going to be so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to fuck a minotaur. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe um, she'll actually feel it. It's a <laughs> weird oh. self dig. It lasts five minutes. So does Billiam. I was going to say that's four <laughs> minutes longer than Billiam. I was going to say that's way more than, you know, what? good job. So I'm going to cast enlarge on Billiam. Really? Like before you go through the medium sized door? Yeah, he can shimmy through. He he already did the stretch thing. I made him do it. Well, he's still <laughs> going to have to squeeze to make his way through the door. All right, then no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Wait until we get in there. <laughs> you know, all that all that's involved with squeezing is simply saying you're doing it and the square you're moving through shut is up, difficult terrain. <laughs> Don't tell rules, Daddy, to shut up, tech Daddy. Daddy and Daddy are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> They're expected to know some of the rules, Christian. Don't make me learn any of the oh, fucking I, I rules. I gave up on that, like, on episode six. All right, well, yeah. in any case, I'm going to move uh, to the front of the party in front of the southern door. There's currently a... Um, a table up against the door. Right. All right. I want, I'm going to move this table out of the way. Are you all ready? Cast guidance on him. Okay. And I do have my sword drawn. All right. Okay. Okay. So you pop open the door. Yeah. All right. You do not see the thing currently. You do see what looks like a log on the floor. Oh, Billiam. Billiam, couldn't you have gone before we left? <laughs> when I was saving all you guys, I just shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, good man, Billiam. Solus is going to look back towards Billiam. Follow me as I go in. Stay right behind me. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the flavor text for this room again, just to remind you. There's a large metal table with leather straps and iron bands in the middle of the room. Um, and there's a strange contraption that looks like it's part spyglass and part drill at the head of the table. And there's a sparkling black gemstone glittering in the metal framework built into the side of the machine. I want that rock. All right. Uh, Solus is going to take a step into the room. All right. Okay. What can you see? You see the table and you see the log on the far side over here. Far south side of the room. It's It's a log. Was that there before? That is what the thing looked like before it attacked Tove in the first time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yosef, do you, do you think you maybe you could sneak around the other way and to get behind it? And then... Exactly, yes. Well, definitely. I, also, I can't see its token, though, is it because I'm not in your spot? It's, invi- it's, it's, it's inert. It's... Oh, you can't see in the room. No, I mean, like, I can see into the room. I'm, I'm standing in his space right now. Yeah. Like, uh, like us, I mean, I'll bring the visibility oh. up because you know what this thing is. So it's not like it's hiding. You know what the thing is. Okay. Yeah. I would like to Tem to, uh, sneak behind it unawares. All right. Ski bibbidi bop. Are you going to roll that or do you want me to roll it? You're going to sneak there? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter if you sneak or not. As you get close to it, it seems to spring forth to life. And I need everyone. To roll for initiative if, as, as the crust oh. 
the bark on this outside of this thing just kind of sloughs away and it begins to undulate and move its way towards Yosef. It sheds its handmade puff pastry. Nice. That's a 20 for a 27. Jesus. <laughs> that's, a a 20, that's a 20 for a 28. Damn. Oh my God. I got a five for a 12. Two 20s. It's nice how you guys wasted your um, 20s at the beginning. Five for a 12 for yes. uh, Billiam. I, I should roll. Okay. I got a two for a 12. Nice. Who's going to go first? You or Billiam? Uh, me, because I'm next to the, the log. All right. And Tobin? Seven for a 17. All right. Gentlemen, you guys crushed it on initiative. Solus, you are up first with your sword already drawn. All right. Uh, so Solus has drawn Lucy already. He's going to then draw Ricky, the shield. Action one. Yep. Action two, he's going to run uh, behind the uh, the bacon-looking fucked-up thing. Hell yeah. Uh, and so he's flanking with Yosef. Uh, and for action number three, he's going to take a strike with Lucy. You've got guidance, right? I do have guidance, yes. Perhaps who's got your back. Fuck him up, bro. So that is a plus one plus flanking. I think add a plus. Oh my God. That's going to be a crit. That's a 29, 29 plus two. Whoa. So 31. 18. Oh my God. Well, you don't get a bonus for flanking. It drops my AC. That's how that works. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. So 29. Yeah, it's a crit. Okay. Rolling Ooh. for crit. That is 28 points of damage. Shit. Dang son. So yeah, I tear into this motherfucker with one draw. That. That was gnarly. This thing is definitely realizing that you're different to last time. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Bloodworm. <laughs> double the pride, double the fall. All right, Kashak, you're up at the back of the pack. I cannot see him yet, right? I mean, you tell me. Can you see? I mean, I can see half of its square. Does that mean I can see it? Technically, yes. Yes, you can. If you can draw two diagonal from the four corners of your square, if you can draw at least two of them to two other quarters of the square that you're looking at, that is technically enough vision for you to cast a spell. Yeah, but I don't know that he can go from two to two because he's obst obstructed by the wall. I can. Like Christian, in weigh in. What do we pay you for, damn it? Speak up! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think that first check is ever clear. <laughs> I would argue it might have total cover just because there's way too much in the, in the way here. This, unless this table is on high legs that Kashup can just kind of crouch down and see it, then I would say it has standard cover. Is it at like waist level? So yeah, it's kind of up to Trevor what he wants the bottom of this table to look like. <laughs> I think he could see through the table. It's a, it's a relatively high table. And you're a relatively Fuck small yeah. person. Yep. Yeah, so I would say probably just standard cover. I've been waiting to use this, and I hope that fucker gets a penalty on uh, deck saves. I'm going to cast Sudden Bolt. It is a worm, so... Sorry, I was a little distracted just so... Because I think this has come up before, Micah. Your Shining Oath damage always seems to be on. It only applies to your Retributive Strike. I... Uh, okay. Oh for undead okay oh. oh it'd be eight less damage yeah oh yeah okay yeah all right that works for me yeah i was looking it up i was like god he deals so much damage like more than the barbarian <laughs> sudden bolt how much damage does sudden bolt do as a second level four d12 oh whoa seriously yes 
Holy shit. All I'd like right. to take this opportunity to offer just a really heartfelt <laughs> thank you and just a big virtual smoogeroo to Rules Daddy for recommending that spell. That's a gnarly spell, man. Oh, that's a 13 as my save. That is under 20. Yep, that's a fail. So I take 4d12. Wow. Oh my God. Joseph, your, your hand crossbow does that, right? Bizat. Oh, that wasn't Jesus. even a good roll. No, it wasn't. What is that? That is a, I didn't see everything, but it was 4d12 plus two in total because I've got the dangerous sorcery for a uh, 27. Wow. Damn, a four, a, eight, a nine, and a four. Thanks, Jake. Damn. You are so much better than Solus. <laughs> that's what i like to see is a happy spellcaster look at the smile on joe's face he's like i did something he's hated this game for six months he's like oh my gosh i feel special now i know i finally did a thing oh my god guys i'm also going to uh, i have not moved yet so i'm going to cast guidance on um i'm going to cast on billiam i already did on solace i can't do it on him excellent tovin you're up. All right. Tovin is going to do something very simple. Uh, and now I don't know if I want to waste it. I'm going to. I'm going to cast Magic Weapon on Billiam because he's right in front of me. It's a touch range spell. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, Billiam, can you give yourself another base die damage when you uh, smack this thing into next week? Yes, I can. And then I'm going to turn around and and uh, cast Guidance on <laughs> Kashak of all people. Nice. On me. Because I want you to attack him with a spell. That's not my forte, but I can bolster your action. <laughs> and that's the end of my turn. I'm honored. Thank you. All right. So we're up to the sentient piece of beef jerky. It is still mindlessly focused on the thing that initially triggered it to wake. So it rears back and attempts to bite onto Yosef and attach its mandibles to his little rat body. I don't like it. And that's a 26 to hit. That hits. All right, let's do a little damage as the sucking, biting mouth parts does 10 points of piercing damage. Ow! So, and now Solus is going to use retributive strike. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, Shining Oath will be in effect. Oh, is it undead? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Hell yeah. All right. You don't remember me attacking it with heal spells through or trying to through a door? That is a 4414. Oof. Damn. That hurts. Damn. That hurts. That's a mess, buddy. Yeah. Okay. But you still reduce the Wait, damage. Okay. You How's took. that only a 14? You only have a plus 10 while flanking? Or your total is plus 10? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Seems not right. He rolled very poorly. Okay. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have his magic weapon. Yeah. Mine's only a plus 11 to hit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. It's at the bottom of the lake. Yeah. You reduce the, uh, the damage you took by six. Six? Ooh, um, baby. Wait, uh, it, it, two plus my level? Mm-hmm. That yeah, would be so. six. So, yeah. Yeah. Theoretical physics here, folks. Yeah. All right. Reduce your damage by six. I did. And uh, he's going to take the uh, an action to grab you with his mandibles. And he's going to begin to suck your blood away. Whoa, you waited way too long to say blood. I didn't like that. <laughs> it's going to suck you off. 
<laughs> All eight, right. Eight points of damage. What are you doing, Stepworm? <laughs> <laughs> you are now drained one, and I get some temp or I get some hit points back. And you are grabbed. Could you not use that voice anymore? I'll get some hit points back and you're grabbed. All right. And you are grabbed. I'm marking you off as grabbed. Great. And that is the end of my turn. Yosef, what do you do? Grabbed with this thing slurping your vital juices straight out your leg. Well, can't say I like that one bit. I'm going to save that audio clip. I'm going <laughs> to attack it because I don't have any minuses to attacking it. And I know that this thing is undead and I'm flanking it. So I'm going to do some big damage. All right. Do we have a minus to attack when he's grabbed? Nope. I do not. Nice. All right. Go for it. I got a six for a 17. Meat to beat. Woo-hoo! Nice. nice. Yeah. That flanking. Hell yeah, buddy. I grab a D8 and a D6 that I got to roll twice. So let's see, 12 points of damage on the first attack. Nice. Mm. Not bad, not bad. Not bad, not bad. Uh, I'm going to just uh, hang and bang and attack again at a minus five. Uh, another six. So that's a 12 to hit. That's a mess. Uh, and I'm just going to swing for the fences. I might get a 20. Uh, I didn't. I got an 11. Nope. That's not going to do it. I, I missed. So that's uh, the end of my turn. Excellent. All right, Billiam, you're up. You are in the unenviable position of not being in a good place to be able to hit this thing because it's flanked on two sides. Well, the last time this happened, I was able to jump on this table with an acrobatics check, and I don't know if that's still possible. Do it. Okay. Easy DC for your level, so that's going to be a 14, I think. Easy a 14. Yeah, my acrobatics. Do you have to roll? It should be athletics. Oh, athletics? Oh, yes. But I just need to roll a two, guys. Nice. Watch him roll a one. I know, right? You shut the fuck up. You shut your goddamn <laughs> mouth. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hey, man, I cast a good spell on you. You're in, I'm in your corner. 16. 16 for uh, right, 28. So you hop on up on the table and you got one more action to swing for the fences here, buddy. Yep. And I, uh, I already have Halandra out and I have Guidance. Oh boy. He's got you back. I'm picturing Babe Ruth right now. Yeah, so I'm thinking he's grabbing onto Yosef and I get up there and I'm like, let go of my friend. Mm. And I just come down. I'm just going to come on him. I'm just going to come all oh, over him. Man. Oh, man. It's been come a few right episodes since you did that. This smells like a crit. Another 16 for a <sighs> 20. It's plus 11, so 27. That's a hit. That's a crit. No, it's not. It would be a crit if he was flanking, but he is but not. But you still get doubled by, uh, double base damage. So I rolled a 17 plus the extra d10 of damage, so plus 9, 26 points of damage. Oh Fuck. Damn. I'm glad I called that guy. Right? That's a big one. 26 points. This thing is not doing well. I'm surprised it's still alive. Oh, yeah. it, well, it, it was able to heal itself when it latched onto you. Solas, can you deal the decisive blow to this a- abomination in the vaults? Uh, striking with Lucy for roll number one. That is a 12 for a 22. Describe your kill. <clears throat> hey! So, uh, Solas sees it as grabbing onto Yosef. He, uh, he grips onto it, tries to pull it taut 
and uh, severs it like about three quarters up the neck, uh, like, you know, relative to where it's gripping onto Yosef, cutting through it. So Columbia the, necktie. Uh, it, pretty much. Yeah. Billiam, Solus, Yosef, I need all of you to give me a reflex save. God oh, damn God. it. I, I yeah. know As it. you yeah. sever this thing and its split skin expels out and bursts with a blast of negative energy. So give me that reflex, boys. Oh, man, I was hoping we could like keep it and throw it into the lake with that Drake thing. 15 for a 21. <laughs> I rolled an 11 for a 23. Oof, 19 for a 26. You all are going to take a touch of damage. Not as much because you uh, pass your save. You're going to take three points of negative energy damage as this thing bursts away in a cloud of of evil necromantic power. And this thing that has dogged Tovin's nightmares for several days since it took a bite out of his leg has now been slain and we'll see you next week. Oh, oh man. I wanted to give you the opportunity to like look at Tovin and be like, ladies and gentlemen, hell we got it. We got it. I was okay with that. I three points of damage because then my total health would have been 69. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we want we want Pathfinder now. Okay. That's not the condition. Sarah just came in and she looked and she heard me say nice and she saw everybody mouth nice and she's like somebody said 69. <laughs> the role for instant uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gilfie, Flip Melvin, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>